This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Russ. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is Mary Haas. And Mary, it's a joy. You're actually in studio with us. Usually people call in, and so we're glad that you're here. And you have an incredible healing story, healing journey, which is a title of your new book. And uh, after reading all that you've been through and all that God has done for you, this, this is one of the most inspiring uh, teachings, messages, and healings that I've heard in a long time. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, now you were born, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce it, but you were born, uh, is it called a disease? You were born with... Charcot-Marie-Tooth. Yeah, see, I, I can't pronounce that for sure, but it's a form of what? Muscular dystrophy. And so what did this disorder do? What were its repercussions as a child? So charcomery tooth affects your outer extremities. So your arms and your legs are greatly affected. The muscles begin drawing up. So the arches in my feet drew up so high I could barely walk because so little of the bottom of my feet actually touched the surface they were walking on. Um, the muscles in my legs drew up real tight so I could only bend trying to touch my toes. I could barely make it past my knees because everything was drawn tight. Pain circulated around my body at all times. I never knew a day without pain. So were you physically disabled as a child? In other words... I couldn't you know, run, okay. but I could gallop. So one side of my body was stronger than the other. So to okay. keep up with other children, I modified as best I could because I so wanted to be normal. And so I'm sure that was a difficult time for you in school when you had to deal with a lot of these symptoms. Uh, it was really difficult because, you know... Children don't tend to accept something that is not normal. So I, I lived a pretty isolated childhood, except for at home, because I had sisters and, you know, I, for the most part, played with the neighborhood children. Um, All right. So when you when you were 12, unfortunately, your parents got a divorce and it created a real loneliness that really began to deepen itself uh, in your heart. And then what happened uh, at age 12, though? Something else physically happened. I was struck with scoliosis, which is oftentimes linked to muscular dystrophy. So I developed a 33-degree curvature in my spine with a constant burning. So if I lifted the basket of clothes to take them downstairs and do laundry, I would have to go lie down for at least 30 minutes because the burning was so great I couldn't move. Now, is, was, is this curable? Um, a lot of people have surgery, and they put a rod in the spine, um, I, I did not go that route, but oh. to look at me, I have a straight back. So this is a huge miracle because a 33-degree curve is not curable that, on its own. That's why, But what about this other thing, this charcoal, how you say it? Charcoal? Yeah. Marie too. That, that is not curable, correct? No, that is absolutely incurable disease. So you're growing up with a disease that wasn't curable in any way whatsoever. No. Now, uh, at age 14, uh, you discovered that Jesus was the healer. At least you started reading about that. Yes. At age seven, 
just to back up a few years, my mother got invited to a school of pastoral care led by the priest, Francis McNutt, and she learned about Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And she got her prayer language, and she said, I have a daughter who's infirmed. Would you pray for her? And they said, we will pray for her with you, but when you go home, lay hands on her, pray in your new prayer language. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I asked my mother, when did you get your prayer language? She goes, I think you were seven. Because at age seven, I had a language inside of me that I didn't know what it was. And I would go up to my older sister and I would go, Huda Bashinda. And she would say, what? I would go, Huda Bashinda. And she goes, why do you talk like that? And I would rub my belly and go, it feels, it feels good. good. <laughs> so this journey into God started at a young age. And then at age 14, our high school invited David Wilkerson in to hold oh, yeah. a crusade. Yeah, yeah. So you begin to be more interested in deepening your walk with the Lord. And you used to say something day and night uh, before the Lord about what you needed to do for your body. Well, I got a hold of James 4, 7, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Because at the David Wilkerson crusade, the Lord said, go forward. I said, Holy Spirit, I'm saved. You know, I'm saved. And he said, your classmates need to know you're mine. So I made a beeline to the front. And by going down there, they took my information and they sent me a discipleship course. And it opened up the scriptures to me through the book of John. And I kept seeing in the gospels, Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. Jesus laid hands on the sick and they were healed. Jesus cast out the devil and they were healed. And at age 14, I looked down at my body and I said, this is a devil. This is not from God. And I'm going to keep reading this book, the Bible, and I'm going to find <laughs> out how to get rid of this devil. Now, let me see if I get the story right. So did it kind of dissipate for a while or, the, or did you still have a lot of the outward signs? So at age 14, I, I went on a mission to get my healing. It took five years. And little by little, my body kept getting better. But it was a five-year journey. Now I'm in college. I've gone off to Valparaiso University up in the corner of Indiana. And the, the first week, they do outings with the freshmen. And they take us up to the Indiana State Sand Dunes, which are mountains of sand. And I go up it with the whole class. And everybody's running down the other side. So I run down the other side. And I pull a major muscle in my left thigh. And... I can't walk. One foot can't go past the other. So for, for weeks around campus, I'm barely able to walk. And the pain tries to hit. It was like an inroad for the enemy to try to say, see, you're not healed. And I had to, quote, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I mean, every step across that campus, it became my prayer life to fight this thing because Indiana was so far away from where I grew up in North Carolina, that I knew if I could not get my walking under control, I would not be able to finish on this campus. And I knew my destiny was on that campus. Wow. Okay. So at 19, you were completely healed, but then you had got married. You had five children and, and you didn't have any of the struggles physically, but at 35 years old, what happened? At 35, um, my husband was doing a master's program. We were living in another state. Um, we were in an incredible church that flowed in the love of God, the community of God, Holy Spirit, and my gifts of healing and prophecy turned on. And, you know, just like with Jesus, the Pharisees and Sadducees were very jealous that the people were going to him. Right. I stirred up some serious jealousy among some women in that church that um, 
played out in a way where the day they called us forward to bless us as we left, the pastor laid his hands on my husband, blessing as you go, all five children, blessing, 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 got to me, put his hand up, shook his head no and took it back and would not bless me. Why? Because of what he was hearing of jealousies and accusations. And I took that as such a public humiliation. We, and I did something I should never have done. What you do? I turned inward. I quit talking to women. I, I, seriously, I was yeah. like done. And I know most of us get hurt the most in church. Like, Unfortunately true. Um, so, you know, we were leaving. This was the blessing as we left that state to move back to North Carolina. And we go to this new church, and I, I just won't talk. So six months after that happened, the disease struck in one step. But let, let's talk about that. You were on a family walk, and then all of a sudden, everything changed. You were, you were fine, I so to speak. I was fine. And then everything changed. What happened? We lived a few blocks from um, what's called the Bog Garden, and we came out of it, and we were crossing the street to the sidewalk on the other side, and I got paralyzed below my knees. I completely lost use of the ability to move below my knees. And Rich and the children are walking down the street, and I'm staring at, in disbelief at my legs, and I know the disease has come back. And I made a mistake because I agreed with it. And I said in my heart, the disease is back. I Uh. did not know at the time that I could have fought those symptoms. I could have stood against it. Which we're going to talk about later. That is powerful. But uh, you you were in all this pain. You were in so much pain, you asked God, just take me home. Oh, yes. I mean, it was that bad. And it came back, from what I understand, worse than it ever had. Oh, my gosh. As a child, I could... You know, I always was able to move, not that I ran as a normal child. I galloped, and I, you know, I definitely was not athletic in any way, but I still functioned. And now you find yourself in a motor scooter? Yes. You lost the major muscles in your hands? Yes. All this intense pain in your elbows, and then you had, what is this, 16 cluster migraines a month? Over 16. I started going to the Headache Wellness Center because my doctor sent me there because my migraines were called cluster migraines. So I would have to go into a dark room with as little noise as possible. And five children does not equal little right. noise <laughs> right. um, for days on end. So sometimes I would be in bed five days and I might be out of bed for three days. It would lift. And then I'd go back into bed for four days. And at that point, I decided... Rich would be much better off. The children would be better off if I could die and he could marry someone else who could come in and take care of the children. So it was during this time that your heart was wounded immediately from the last church. Yes, and six months later, the disease struck on that walk. Okay, so not only is your heart wounded, not only is your body full of pain, your your whole identity is being rocked. Talked yes. about that because we have a lot of people that write in and and they're they're going through such pain and turmoil, whether it's financially or physically, uh, uh, mentally, emotionally, and their identity is being attacked. So what was going on in you at that time with your identity? I began hating myself, and literally partnered with shame and guilt and self-hatred, and I woke up every morning, and immediately upon waking up, I would start this inner dialogue. I'm so sorry, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I can't take care of these children. I'm so sorry I can't teach Sunday school anymore. I'm so sorry I can't grocery shop. And and I lived under a burden of complete loss of self-worth. 
And, and what was that doing to you as, as, I mean, were you able to function as a mother and a wife and, or did you shut yourself off? No, I never stopped talking to my husband and children. Luckily, <laughs> I, um, um, I love being a mother. It's to me, the greatest gift any woman could ever have is to be a mother. And so I was very present to my children. So I made a two week grocery list and Rich would once every two weeks go buy all the groceries and I would set everything out the night before. And so when the children came home from school, I would say, I need you to chop these because holding a knife was so painful and so difficult with the lack of hand strength. So I put systems in place. Holy Spirit helped me create a system for everything. And because there were five children, I gave each of them Monday through Friday, a day of the week, their own laundry basket. My seven-year-old learned how to do laundry, so they would do their That's laundry. That's a miracle in itself, just They so would you know. put their laundry in in the morning, and while they were at school, I would move it to the dryer, and they would come home because I couldn't carry stuff. They would carry it back to their room. I don't know that anything got folded all those years of <laughs> my children's clothes, but they knew their clothes were clean, and they knew where to find them because they were in charge of them. Now, I'm sitting across from a woman, Mary's here in studio, who's completely healed, and we'll get to that in a little while, but... The, this I wanted you to hear this backstory because I'm sure even the words in your book, your CDs, even what you just said cannot describe the immensity of the pain and the struggle, the emotions that you went through. But you clearly lay that out in your book for the most part. But tell me about your book. What is this going to do for people? It's brand new. It is brand new. My book has 21 chapters and it gives the 21 keys that Holy Spirit led me into for breakthrough. And I believe with just one key. If you get this book and you start reading these keys, Holy Spirit will heal, highlight some of the keys that he gave me. And you won't need all 21, but there are keys that will break off your partnering with doubt, your lack of hope. It will release hope into you because I did not go anywhere to get healed. I did not go anywhere. I had shut down. I had quit talking to women. So I had quit going anywhere to have anyone lay hands on me. I was kind of done with that part. I kept going to church. I was faithful with my husband to raise our children in church, but I was pretty much done. Right. And in my journey, I share how I laid hands on myself and I declared the promises. So this book, if you have gone places and you have gotten discouraged because your miracle hasn't come, this book will help you unlock the keys for getting your miracle. That's one of the reasons why we even asked Mary to come on this program is because, you know, it's great that you can travel to this place or this church and, and have so-and-so lay hands on you. That's wonderful. But what if you can't do that? And I clearly believe, though we do have gifts you know, that God gives us for healing and miracles and faith. But I, I have always believed that we can do what it takes on our own to be healed by God. And, and you know, sometimes the Lord will lead, lead us to get prayed for by people. But my point is, is you clearly lay this out in your book, how you can see the miracles of God by doing what you did to get your own miracles. Now, tell me about your CD set. So, um, I One of the messages I give is what it is to be in blood covenant with God Almighty. I went to a Bible study, and they taught on blood covenant. And I came into the understanding that if I'm in covenant with God through salvation in Jesus Christ, then whatever's happening to me is happening to God. And if it has no right to God, it has no right to me. And that shifted something in me that said disease has no right to me, and I'm going to resist it, and I'm going to run after the promises of God. And it took me two years to walk out. Out of it. So it may not take you that long, but I had I had been infirmed six years at that point on round two of this 
debilitation of my life. And so two years, so I, I teach strongly on blood covenant and how you access it and, and what that means and how you can live under a banner of no fear because most of us live in fear. We fear all kinds of things and God never intended us for us to live in fear. This is so good. This teaching is so, so powerful. You need to get a hold of it. But when we come back, we're going to hear more of Mary's journey on how she began to receive her healing through all the pain, through all the symptoms. The Holy Spirit really began to speak to her. We'll be right back. Call now and get this brand new book, The Healing Journey, and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Conversations with Holy Spirit for Supernatural Breakthrough by Mary Haas, plus her 21 Keys to Healing bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9561. Through her book, The Healing Journey, and her three-part audio CD teaching series, Conversations with Holy Spirit, Mary conveys the miraculous story of how God healed her, and she shares what the Holy Spirit revealed to her, both concerning His mysteries and His truths. What she imparts will change your life and the way you live it. Drawing on her personal conversations with the Holy Spirit, Mary imparts to you supernatural and practical keys to achieve emotional and physical healing. Through her book and three-part audio CD teaching series, you will receive your Heavenly Father's love and overcome all fear, guilt, and shame. Receive Heaven's perspective for your life. Understand the miracle and redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. Learn to pray more effectively to overcome every symptom trying to come against you. Recognize the operation of lying symptoms in your life and render them powerless. Included on each audio CD are Mary's anointed prayers for you to break off the lies of the enemy, overcome every symptom of sickness, step into a greater level of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You will also receive Mary's 21 Keys to Healing bookmark. It includes the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to obtain your victory on an ongoing basis. Included are key number five, stop negativity, change your mindset. Key number eight, start confessing God's word. Key number 10, pray in the name of Jesus. Key number 12, take communion every day. Key number 14, pray in the spirit. Key number 16, invite God into every room of your heart and so many more. Don't miss out on getting this brand new book, The Healing Journey and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Conversations with Holy Spirit for Supernatural Breakthrough by Mary Haas, plus her 21 Keys to Healing bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9561. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9561 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Mary Haas. Mary, can you describe again the disease that the devil attacked you with since you were a child? It came back when you were 35. Um, what is it called again? Charcot-Marie Tooth. And it's a type of? Muscular dystrophy. And there is no cure for there that. There is no cure. There's no cure except for? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so here you are. You were, you were walking with your family. This, this had, you know, I have a family. Uh, it had to be so hard to be just walking along and all of a sudden this disease attacks you again at 35 and now you find yourself in a um, yes I began crying out to my husband on that street Rich he oh, turns around and he's like come on because I'm standing in the middle of the road but and you I couldn't go move. Rich and he goes what are you doing and I motioned for him to come back 
And I go, I can't walk. He goes, wow. what do you mean you can't walk? Like everything in life stops. Wow. Life is shattered because walking is such a gift. And we don't realize it's a gift until it's gone. And he picks me up and he moves me to the sidewalk and he puts the children with me and he goes home and he gets the van and he has to lift me into the van. And so days go by where I try to walk backwards just to get to a bathroom in our house, which was, you know, five feet from the bed. I couldn't walk wow. and I'm trying to crawl. And, you know, eventually I get leg orthotics and you know, now I can swing. I feel like Frankenstein. I swing my thighs to get these lower part that now have the plastic in them so my feet don't drop. Because when your feet drop, you catch on everything. Now, there was, there was a unique key, an unfortunate key, but a unique key. When you were feeling these symptoms just, just come over you, what was the thought again that came to your mind? The disease is back. And you unfortunately agreed. Accepted it. I went, oh, yes. I went into an agreement, which... One of the keys God gave me, Holy Spirit gave me, was to take John 10.10 as the dividing line of my entire life. And John 10.10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And Holy Spirit said, if it's not bringing life, stop agreeing with it. Now, I I hear so many powerful things on this program and that, that touched me personally deeply. And I love John 10.10. I've been quoting it myself for years, but I never looked at it that way. So are you saying anything in my life that is not, uh, that that is stealing from me, killing, you know, my finest, whatever, or destroying, if it's not, that's the dividing line. If I'm not living life more abundantly, then I got to deal with it. Correct? Yes. So if we're having a crisis, we can start saying, you know, I don't have any money, um, you know, my job is going bad. We can start making an agreement with the circumstances by declaring all these negative things. When that disease struck, I should have looked down and went, oh, no, you don't, devil. Mm. I know what this is, and this is bringing destruction. So I'm going to agree with life. So in the name of Jesus, I resist you. I resist you symptoms. Whatever this takes, I am not going to agree with you. This is not mine. I'm in blood covenant with God Almighty. This has no right to my Father in heaven. It has no right to me. That's powerful. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, Let's say somebody out there, their car broke down and, you know, they they barely can pay for it anyway, and then they blow their transmission, and they do not have $1,200. Will this apply to that as well? The Holy Spirit has instructed me to thank him. And there are times something bad happens and he'll say, thank me. And I'll just sit there because I'm stewing <laughs> on the inside. Right. And he'll say, I said, thank me. And I'm like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Scripture says, give thanks in all things. That's right. And that he can work all things together for our good. But when we get bitter are angry and and we start partnering with negativity, we block what God wants to do in a supernatural way. That's good. And I was driving um, our Volvo station wagon past Burlington, five lanes, Friday night, trying to get to a, a, a conference that Rich and I are hosting at our church for Valentine's Day. And my I, clink and, and nothing. And I have to pull over against this concrete thing. And and basically, I broke a timing belt. Had to have the car towed and everything. And so I had it priced. We didn't have the money. 
and and so uh, to interrupt this sounds like that steal kill and destroy thing yes okay and so I'm like Holy Spirit he's like believe me for all things I'm like okay and I said Rich because I do the finances back in the day because that was something I could do while I was sick (laughs) I said will you um, I said this is the price and we don't have it and he said well I'm going to go and I'm going to put a new timing belt on, but I've talked to two mechanics and they both said it's an interference engine. So the pistons would have all crashed because this type of engine, Volvos have some speed and there's a reason you need that timing belt. And if it goes, your engine goes. So two mechanics told him you have to have a new engine. So he put a new timing belt on. He said, when I get it on, you come lay hands on this car and pray in the spirit. So I said, great. So I did. Prayed. I, I prayed through. I felt the release and got in the car and turned it on. And um, that car drove until we traded it in. <laughs> so God love it. would love to do the supernatural with our finances, with everything that concerns us. He is for us. It sounds like we have to think twice right before, right when that moment happens. Of course, we all have those emotions that flood. I mean, you're pulling your car over to the side. You, know, you don't want to get hit. But we have to make a choice and not uh, come into agreement like you did, unfortunately, with, with uh, uh, the disease. And if we come into agreement... If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just Absolutely. to forgive us our sins. Absolutely. So so my first response in that car actually went into a panic attack. There were ambulances. When I finally came out of the panic attack, I yeah. was surrounded by so many vehicles. And I thought, okay, this is embarrassing because I'm yeah. not injured. Yeah. But I was so afraid on the side of that highway because semis are going past yeah. me. Yeah. And my whole car is shaking. But... You know, God can still, no matter what our reaction is, because our reaction is our reaction. Yes. But we don't have to stay in that reaction. I love that. We can get back into the fruit of the Spirit, into joy and hope and peace. There you go. Okay, so your wonderful husband, who is in studio with us today, he made you a sunroom uh, in an indoor swimming pool. Yes, he did. Because that was, I guess, good for therapy. Well, the doctor said your bones, because I shrunk two inches. So it was wow. obvious everything was changing in my body. Right. And I, my bones had moved into osteopenia and I was falling. So swimming wasn't going to help, but walking in a swimming pool, if I fell, I wasn't going to break something. So there was a swimming pool about a mile away and it had a staircase down to it. Well, by the time I got in, got dressed, got down the staircase, got in the pool, walked for an hour, got out, got home. My body hurt so bad, 24 hours, I couldn't get out of bed. Wow. And I just said to my husband, I'm done going to the pool. I know it's supposed to help me, but the 24 hours following one hour of what's supposed to help me is so painful. I'm just done. And he said, we're going to, we're going to make a way for you to do this. And he personally did the addition. It took three years and I was the um, general contractor. So I learned a whole lot about building. Um, and so I, here you are uh, in your in your new pool, but this is where the Holy Spirit really began to speak to you. And your eyes were drawn to that story in the Bible with a man at the pool of Bethesda. Uh, what did the Lord show you about that? So Rich, after three years, said, Mary, the pool will be up to temperature by tomorrow morning. You can get in for the first time. So I carry my Bible out there. It was 2004. So I've been battling for six long years this round. Wow. And I hold the Bible on my lap and I let it fall open and my eyes fall on John 5, verse 1 through 9, the man at the pool of Bethesda. And I read the story and Holy Spirit says to me, what do you think? And I said, well, it's nice. And he said, well, you don't believe it. And I said, well, I've never heard anybody preach on this passage. I've never heard anybody talk about healing angels. 
And Holy Spirit said something to me that would change the trajectory of my life. He said, if that man was not seeing miracles, he would have gone somewhere else. And in that moment, the faith of God came into me and I looked over at the water and I said, I have water. I want John five angels to come stir my water. <laughs> and daily I got in the pool and that pool became my Bethesda. It is where I got my miracle. And that's when you started really believing God that th this I is going to change. I went after my miracle. I finally believed. I mean, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I had read it out loud. So literally the story went out of my mouth, into my ears. I dialogued with Holy Spirit. The faith of God came because if we don't have faith in God, we can get the faith of God by getting in the scripture and reading them out loud because God's word brings hope. It brings faith. Okay. So you were healed at 19. It came back at 35. And you asked the Lord, why did this come back? And could you tell the reasons again? I mean, you touched sure. on it briefly in the first segment, but why did it come back? So every day I would get in the pool and I would put on worship music and I would just try to be present to the Lord. And it just opened up time for me to dialogue with him. And, and I said, Lord, why is this happening to me? And he said, why do you think this is me? I said, what are you talking about? Because, you know, we think that everything that happens to us, you know, when we love God, that this is him. But we do have an enemy. And he said, look around heaven. I have no storehouses of sickness to give anyone. Ooh, that's good. So that absolutely shifted my thinking. And even though I knew this from my first healing journey, life happens and we forget things we know. And, and my faith needed some dusting off. And so I said, well, how did this happen? He said, your heart got injured in that church in that other state. And instead of running into me for healing, you turned inward, you stopped talking, and it created a landing strip, and the enemy landed disease on your woundedness. You know what? I've never heard that before. What I mean, I, I, I know what it means after studying your whole uh, story here. Are you saying that if we allow a wound to come in and, and stay there and we don't repent of it or we don't get healed or for, uh, ask for forgiveness or forgive, that the enemy has every right to come and land whatever he can get in there uh, in our lives. We don't realize that we so need to take everything to the Lord. And what we do is we get wounded and it just becomes easier to just shove it down in somewhere and just act like it's not there and kind of turn away from it and just put a smile on our face and act like everything's okay. But in the meanwhile, this wound, this place where we're hurt, um, like draws, draws opposition to all the good in our life. And yes, we need to get healed. And those traumas will literally settle in organs in our body. And we wonder why all of a sudden we're having pain here and something's going on. There are so many things in our life and it might not just be a trauma. We may have had a loss. We may have lost a loved one, and we don't know how to grieve it well, and we stuff that grief because we'll say, you know, I'm not going to cry. Um, I'll be okay. I'll be strong for everyone. And we, we stuff the very thing that we need to take to the Father and grieve so we're not storing these things for the enemy to have landing strips. So what is the first thing someone needs to do that is li listening uh, to start dealing with a wound? Invite the Lord into every room of their heart. And that's what Holy Spirit said to me. 
I need you to invite me into every room of your heart. And I said, Holy Spirit, that just sounds really good, but I do not know what every room of my heart exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. He said, it's every day you've been alive. I want to sprinkle healing to there's not one trauma wow. left. Wow. And how does he do that? I mean, how, how do you go through your life and, and open those doors to those rooms in your heart so that he can take care of business? I suggest saying, Holy Spirit, would you come? into all these places that I'm not even aware of, all the things that are stored in me, all the traumas, all the places where I need to forgive or I need to get your healing on, and will you be gentle? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Holy Spirit gave me a choice. He said, "You can. we can do this nice and slow, or you can call, and he gave me the name of a counselor, and you can do this with a counselor, fast and furious. Well, I've been sick for six years. I'm so tired of pain and sickness. I said, we'll do this counselor thing. So so very quickly, it was a spirit-filled counselor. He, he was one who saw into the heavenly realms, and he could see what I was seeing. So I knew it was a God connection, and things would come up. And during the week, I would start having a replay in my mind. So most of us have replays of something traumatic yes, that happened. Yes. And when it replays... You, we kind of cringe. Yeah. And I found myself always cringing. And and I thought, Lord, I wonder if people ever look at me and go, what is she doing that sideways <laughs> motion for? Because replays, and those are the things that I had to deal with. I had to bring them to the light. And sometimes I just had to go back and cry for a moment. It might only be 60 seconds. It was like, I'm I'm sad that happened, God. I give you this sadness, and then it'd be gone. I'm like, wow, man, I feel better. So wow. it was it was a two-year journey. I, I slowly allowed God to bring pictures back up, but I didn't dwell on them. This was not a long process. This was like, oh, well, there's a picture. Okay, Jesus, I just picture giving this to you. Go, in, go into this place. Bring your light. Your light dispels darkness, and instantly things would shift. Wow. How did the Lord teach you to get rid of your medication? Um, my medication was recalled, and it's on every commercial, on every station. Take this, you know, medicine back to your drugstore. Get your money back. S over 60,000 people had died, which I didn't realize how many people had died. I just knew there was a recall. Well, that medicine, it was a pain medicine, just took a slight edge off my pain. And I was, you know, the commercial said heart attacks, death, strokes. I thought, you know, how bad can a heart attack be? I mean, you know, I just really was in so much pain. I really thought my family would be better off. So I wasn't planning on directly injuring myself in any way. But so one day I reached for the medicine and Holy Spirit said, what are you going to do when the bottle runs out? Hmm. And I shook it and I said, well, there's about 100, 200. They were tiny little pills. There's quite a few in there. I've got a while to think about it. And he said, yes, and you will have to make a decision and you will decide to go to the doctor and get a new medicine. Or you will decide to do this my way. Wow. I walked over to the trash can, pulled it out, opened it up, poured them out. I said, let's do this. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, you teach people that you can literally treat pain as a word of knowledge. What does that mean? So after two years of laying hands on myself, being in the swimming pool, walking with Holy Spirit, getting all the places in my heart healed, all my symptoms kept disappearing till they were gone. And I'm healed, and then pain would hit again. And I'm like, okay, John 10, 10, I'm not agreeing with this, but I don't know what to do with this. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Because I know I'm not supposed to agree with it. Holy Spirit said, treat it as a word of knowledge. I said, well, I mean, I'm alone, God. I'm in my car. There's nobody around. I can't go, excuse me. Does anybody have pain in their right elbow? Right. 
He said, you don't have to find the person. Say, Father, whoever in the body of Christ has the pain in their right elbow, I command it to go now in Jesus' name. And it left my body. Wow. And I realized then that anything that came against my body, if I treated it as a word of knowledge, I never made an agreement and said, this is my pain, this disease is back. This is somebody else's pain, and I will pray for them. You're I don't never going to do that them. again. You're never. never. <laughs> okay, when we come back, we're going to have Mary talk a little bit more about the keys to receiving your healing, your miracle, your breakthrough. I mean, she learned this really just her and the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's powerful, the teachings that she has. We'll be right back. Mary Haas was born with a rare form of muscular dystrophy, CMT, a neurological disorder that affects both motor function and sensory nerves, a disease which is currently incurable. At the age of two, her mother introduced anointed prayer into her life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Throughout the process of receiving a total healing from this devastating disease, Mary received divine revelation from the Holy Spirit on 21 keys on how you can receive your healing, your miracle, and your supernatural breakthrough. Call now and get this brand new book, The Healing Journey, and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Conversations with Holy Spirit for Supernatural Breakthrough by Mary Haas, plus her 21 Keys to Healing bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9561. Through her book, The Healing Journey, and her three-part audio CD teaching series, Conversations with Holy Spirit, Mary conveys the miraculous story of how God healed her, and she shares what the Holy Spirit revealed to her, both concerning His mysteries and His truths. What she imparts will change your life and the way you live it. Drawing on her personal conversations with the Holy Spirit, Mary imparts to you supernatural and practical keys to achieve emotional and physical healing. God spoke to me and said, people will live and not die if you will write this book and share the conversations you had with Holy Spirit that took you on your healing journey and caused you to walk out of an incurable disease. Through her book and three-part audio CD teaching series, you will receive your Heavenly Father's love and overcome all fear, guilt, and shame. Receive Heaven's perspective for your life. Understand the miracle and redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. Learn to pray more effectively to overcome every symptom trying to come against you. Recognize the operation of lying symptoms in your life and render them powerless. Draw close to the Holy Spirit and let Him be your prayer partner. Understand the power of your supernatural prayer language and how to use it. Included on each audio CD are Mary's anointed prayers for you to break off the lies of the enemy, overcome every symptom of sickness, step into a greater level of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You will also receive Mary's 21 Keys to Healing bookmark. It includes the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to obtain your victory on an ongoing basis. Included are key number two, worshiping the Lord continually. Key number four, forgiving yourself and others. Key number five, stop negativity, change your mindset. Key number eight, start confessing God's word. Key number 10, pray in the name of Jesus. Key number 12, take communion every day. Key number 14, pray in the spirit. Key number 16, invite God into every room of your heart. Key number 19, 
partner with others, and so many more. Don't miss out on getting this brand new book, The Healing Journey, and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Conversations with Holy Spirit for Supernatural Breakthrough by Mary Haas, plus her 21 Keys to Healing bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9561. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9561 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Mary Haas. And Mary, you have an incredible healing journey, which is the title of your new book and powerful uh, things that the Lord has done for you. And, and the Holy Spirit taught you about the power of words. What did he say? I was wearing leg orthotics. I'm in terrible pain. I have a scooter that goes in and out of my vehicle and I'm out in public and I would run into, you know, a mom of somebody in the school where my child, one of the children was, and they walk up to me and go, what's wrong with you? And I say, I have charcomery tooth. You know, I was so embarrassed. When you're disabled, you feel like the world is staring at you. So there's this, you so want to look normal, but on a scooter with little children running around you, you just don't look normal. And Holy Spirit gave me the key. He said, stop saying you have charcomery tooth. And I said, well, uh, I don't want to be one of those flaky Christians. I can't go, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine because I'm, I'm not that person. I right. cannot pretend I'm fine when I'm not fine. Right. I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? And he said, I want you to say you're fighting charcomery tooth. He said, you're created in the image of God. And God spoke everything that is into being with his words. And you're created in his image and you're going to create your world. You're literally going to frame your world with your words. And as you speak, you're fighting. The sound waves are going to come back into your ears and your cells are going to go into fight mode and everything will Ooh, change. That's so good. Okay. So as of 2006, right? What happened 2006 completely? I walked out. I will say that a year ago, for three weeks, all the symptoms came back. So I made no agreement with it. It didn't. I didn't even tell my husband. I laid in bed at night. I couldn't fall asleep. The pain was so great. For three weeks, I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. I'm reading my own list of keys. And I finally go, Holy Spirit, I'm doing everything I know. And I know, like, if yeah. anybody knows, I know how to fight this disease. I said, what do you say? And Holy Spirit said, you are partnering with fear over your finances. Wow. And I said, Father, I repent for partnering with the spirit of fear. In Jesus' name, I repent. And every bit of it left my body, and I've not had it since that day. I've learned that I need to trust God in everything, no matter what it looks like, financial or any other way, that the spirit of fear is not my friend, and it's an open door for the enemy to attack me. Well, the, doesn't the Bible talk about that fear involves torment? And so when we have fear, we're opening ourselves up to who knows what. And, so and that's God why, has not given us the spirit of fear, that's right. but a power, love, and a sound mind. And I can't function with a sound mind if I'm living in fear about my future. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay that? How is this going to work out? Like that's living in the future. And God is I am. He is in this moment. So when I have a sound mind, I'm, I'm staying at rest. I'm entering the rest of God, which is one of my keys. We can't do this striving. We can't get our healing if we're striving. So back to your John 10, 10 principle, 
with your finances a year ago, we if it's not lining up with John 10.10, that being my dividing line, then I have to make a change. And I cannot come in agreement with my lack of finances. Right. right. And yeah. I have to go, God, I don't know how you're going to do this thing. <laughs> but you're going to do it. But you have a plan and you're good. And I choose to cross the line from fear into faith and press heaven and trust you. And I thank you. For the situation right now, I thank you. I thank you. I don't pretend I don't have the situation, but I thank him. Thank you for this situation. Thank you that you're good. Thank you that you have a way through the Red Sea. I mean, it's like the Red Sea. It's got to part. I don't see how it can part, but God has a way to part it. It sounds like a supernatural divine perspective, which is rooted in his word. It's not anything that we're dreaming Kingdom up. Kingdom perspective. Right? Exactly. Now, uh, after you were healed... Uh, you wanted to celebrate the strength that returned to your hands. And you said, God, what do you want me to do with my life now that you've healed me? And what did the Lord tell you? One word for two years, paint. I was really stubborn. <laughs> I, I didn't have, you know, I didn't do art in high school. I dabbled a little bit here and there, but I thought I'm not qualified. And most of us are truly not qualified for what God calls us That's to. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I resisted him for two years. But I would hold my hands up and I would wiggle them because it's such a big deal to move my thumbs. And I'd say, you healed me. You healed me. What do you want me to do? And he'd say, paint. And I'd just turn away. It's like, pull the hands down. He's not talking to me. <laughs> and yes, for two years, I ignored that. Now, you have a really unique thing that happened to you. The Holy Spirit, though, taught you how to paint. What, what was that journey like? So one day I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, I am tired of telling you. <laughs> and I well, knew he not, was talking good, about, yeah. I knew he was talking about paint. So I yeah. drove and I went and bought supplies and I set up an easel in the backyard and I thought, I will paint a tree. I will obey. After two years of disobeying, we will get with the program. Yeah. And I paint a tree and the wind's blowing and it hits me in the head twice. I get paint in my hair, <laughs> on my face. And I go in and I look at it and I go straight for the trash can. And I shove it in. And a month goes by, and I, I, I figured, you know, wait, wait a little while before we talk to God about that again. So I said, Father, uh, now what do you want me to do? And he said, you know. And I said, you know how bad I am. He said, why don't you invite Holy Spirit in to be your teacher? He's a really good teacher. Wow. And I didn't know that, that I could sit with Holy Spirit and learn to do something that I did not know how you know, to do. You know, real quick, it, it, you make it sound so simple because we overcomplicate what we're going through. Something, I'm not taking away from the complications that are around us, but we overcomplicate what needs to be done. And, and if you would just simply ask the Holy Spirit, show me how to paint. But, you know, the Holy Spirit had to teach you that that's what I wanted to do. It seems like so much in the Christian life, if we just are quiet and listen, he gives us the answer. And John 10, 4 says, my sheep know my voice. They, they follow the voice of the shepherd. And so for everyone who's listening to this, you need to know as a child of God, you are one of his sheep. You can hear the voice of the shepherd. And if you're fighting to hear his voice, you just need to cut through the lie that you cannot hear his voice and stand on that scripture. And that scripture was written on my heart when I was 14. My sheep know me and they hear my voice because we do need to hear the voice of God. And if we're in the word, we'll know when it's the voice of God because God never says anything that doesn't agree with his word. Amen. So the more we're in the word, the more we'll recognize what the voice of God sounds like. So when I hear something, I put it through John 10, 10. Is that bringing life or is that bringing negativity or is that maybe just my own thought? Because I, we are to take every thought captive. So if it is negative, 
because we're all going to get negative thoughts. Like just because I walk with Holy Spirit does not mean I won't get bombarded with stuff coming into my mind. It's what I do with it that counts. So here you are. The Holy Spirit's teaching you what's what's happening. <laughs> I would open a magazine and flip through because I thought I want to paint from a photograph. I don't want to try to paint from a painting. I want to yeah. paint from a photograph. So what I do is my style. Sure. And um, I would just be real drawn to a photograph. Well, one was uh, a window with curtains, a table, and this big thing of flowers. So I sketch it all in. I paint a bit of it, and I get to the window. And I said, Holy Spirit, how do we paint a window? He said, black. I said, no, excuse me. I said, a window. He said, black. Uh, I said, not going to look like a window <laughs> I don't think about. So, so I squeeze out the black, and I paint it black. I said, okay, it's black. He said, white. And I would hear these things. This is that yeah. still small sure, voice of Holy sure. Spirit. And so I, and he told me what brush, and he told me what technique. If you come to my house, I will show you this painting. That window is beautiful. <laughs> but Holy Spirit has a way of doing things. And, and I did go and take some drawing classes because I needed, because I get visions now and I want to paint them, but I need a perspective. It sure. needs to look yeah. realistic. But I didn't want to go sit in a painting class and have one person teach me how they did it because I didn't know how I was doing it. It was so an innate ability yeah. that I thought I'm going to keep going with this Holy Spirit style. Um, but I definitely went and took some drawing classes because I do want to develop. But for the most part, Holy Spirit, I went to um, Global Awakening, um, Randy Clark School, and Teresa Dedman from Redding, California, Bethel came, and her internship found out I painted and they had students up there on stage painting. Well, you know, I paint slowly, like right. three months. Me and Holy Spirit, he whispers, right. and I just take a long time. And, you yeah. know, I have these big, beautiful paintings that are incredible, but we're talking three months. So the intern says, you get on stage. I said, oh, I don't do that blank canvassing. I found out it's called prophetic art, where right. you get this prophetic vision and you release it onto a canvas. Right. I didn't during the worship or during the preaching or whatever it is. Yeah. And I'd never heard of that. And I said, oh, no. And so anyway, long story short, they convinced me I was going to get up there. And I said, I really can't do this. And those Bethel students, they laid hands on me. I had to crawl up the stairs. I got so <laughs> hit with Holy Spirit. Everything vanished. A vision showed up. I painted it. 30 minutes ended. I was back, realized I was on stage, looked at my canvas, and I went, <laughs> we have done this. So they invited me to paint for a conference. And now there's 400 people out there. Now I'm used to Holy Spirit telling me. Sure. And the other artists are painting away. And there I stand, blank canvas. Nothing. No vision. No whisper of Holy Spirit. Well, I don't know how to do this without Holy Spirit. So I said, um, Holy Spirit, do you have a color you like tonight? And I heard blue. I was like, thank you, Jesus, for blue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then he said window. And then he said ribbons. And, and it turned out that ribbons were happening in the room and that's how people were getting healed that night. So it, I painted what was about to happen in the service. But when I stood up there the first time at Global Awakening, Holy Spirit whispered to me and said, Jesus will like anything you do. Is that good enough for you? Wow, that's good. All the pressure, all the fear of man, all the performance fell away and my paintbrush is going to be worship every stroke. Wow. And at the end, he said, don't you criticize. You worship, celebrate what you did in worship unto the Lord. So I call a lot of my stuff kindergarten art because I have a really <laughs> well, good time. I've seen your stuff and it doesn't look like a kindergarten <laughs> did it, but it's, it's beautiful. What a gift the Lord gave you after the devil tried to 
you know, cause you to never use your hands like that. All right, we have a few more moments. Uh, give the people at home a few more of of the keys to healing. You know, there, there there's 21, and uh, like you said earlier, you may not need all 21. You may need some of them, whatever it is for you to have your breakthrough or uh, your healing or your miracle. But what are some of the ones that just jump out for this show here today? To find a scripture and stand on it. And when you're reading through the word, ask Holy Spirit to highlight a scripture that can be your scripture, that you can put your name into it and read it with your name. Read it out loud. Put your name in. And you can do that anywhere in the Bible. But there are promises all through the Bible. But if you're going to believe for your miracle, you're going to have to have the Word of God to stand on. Now, what would you tell somebody who says, I've been doing that for three years or three months or three weeks or whatever it is? Don't give up. Don't give up. Invite Holy Spirit into every room of your heart. Go on the journey of your heart. And praying in the Spirit is a big key. Getting baptized in Holy Spirit and activating your prayer language, which I do on the CD. I talk you through and pray with you for that. That will help you because, you know, I laid hands on myself every day when I... Because the Lord, because you ask the Lord, is that, can I do that for myself? Yeah, because in the Bible it says, and they laid hands on the sick and they recovered. I said, Lord, I have hands. Because remember now, we're not talking to many people. (laughs) I said, I have hands. Yeah. Will this work for me? And he said, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. I thought, great. Amen. Jesus is in me, resurrection power is in me, and I would command every cell in my body to line up with the Word of God. It sounds like you just li- took the Word of God literally. Yes. Just applied it to your life. Yes. Give us one more key that stands out for the people at home just uh, today. To give thanks. You know, when my feet weren't working, I mean, it was it was bad. And the Lord, when Holy Spirit said, give Thank me for your feet. And I looked down at them. I said, why? They don't work. Right. So whatever you're facing that is awful, it your, your nature, you don't want to thank God for it. And um, he took me into open vision, and there were stumps at the end of my legs. I mean, there were no feet. It was right. just stumps, open right. vision. I, Because I couldn't move my lower legs. I had to pull my leg up into my lap. I began stroking my feet. I went, oh, thank you, Jesus, for my beautiful feet. He said, as long as you're despising a body part and angry at yourself and partnering with self-hatred and hating parts of you, healing can't come. Wow. So thank you, God. You're blocking it. You're blocking that flow to that. Yes. You are despising a part of you, and and it, it, it doesn't flow healing to it. That's incredible. I mean, your 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 book, your CDs, they all point you in the right direction to receive your breakthrough, your healing, your miracle. And not that this isn't a good thing, but you didn't have to have somebody lay their hands on you. No, you got, I did not you got go anywhere. Yeah. I did not go to any healing services. Yeah. And since then, I've been to a lot. And I've been a person who prays for people right. and have seen a lot of miracles. So I encourage, if there's a healing service near you, go. go there are there. people who are yes. gifted with that yes. gifting. But if you have gone or if you don't have access to it, the Word of God can be your healing service. You and the Word of God with Holy Spirit can get your breakthrough. Tell people at home again about your book and your three CD set. So I wrote a book, The Healing Journey, and the subtitle is Conversations with Holy Spirit for Breakthrough. And every chapter has a conversation that I had with Holy Spirit And it has a key, a big picture of a key, so you can easily lock into it. Every 
chapter has a scriptural backing for what Holy Spirit told me. So it is not just from encounters I had. There is a biblical backing, line upon line, precept upon precept, to back up everything Holy Spirit told me. The teaching set, I, I walk you through some of these keys. I um, help you engage so you know that you know what it is to be in blood covenant. So, because Revelation says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. So you have to know the power of the blood. And then the third CD is on Holy Spirit. You need Holy Spirit. You need your prayer language. And I lead you through that. Mary, would you pray for the people at home? Just whatever is on your heart to pray. You may have words of knowledge. Whatever is on your heart, just please release that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in blood covenant agreement for everyone listening to this message that disease has to bow its knee that cancers have to bow their knee, that blindness in the eyes, I speak to blind eyes and I say open in Jesus' name. And I speak to those struggling with their legs and with being able to move and their mobility. And I say, move legs in Jesus' name. Come into alignment with the word of God in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that we all open our hearts and invite you into every room of our heart, which is every day we've been alive, that Holy Spirit would come with light for God is light. And we release the light of God into all of us right now and that all darkness has to dispel. And Father, we thank you for Holy Spirit being gentle. And we thank you for these mountains that we keep going around because Holy Spirit is with us, loves us too much to leave us in this place and is on this journey of the heart with us. I thank you that everyone who is listening to this, Papa, that the faith of God come into them right now, that their miracle is possible, that they are not on the outside looking in, that everyone else seems to get it, but they don't. I shatter that, Papa, that we all, because the veil was torn, have access to your throne by the blood of the Lamb. I thank you, Papa, for healing virtue, healing virtue, healing virtue, going out into every person who's hearing this and the baptism of Holy Spirit and fire coming upon them and that their prayer language be released in them now and that they enter Papa with thanksgiving into your courts they enter into your gates with praise Papa that they learn how to thank their way through these things so you can cause the shift and change and bring them into an overcoming life in Jesus name Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, Mary Haas. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special offer. Mary Haas was healed of an incurable disease, and she wants to share with you the supernatural insights the Holy Spirit taught her on her journey to healing from an incurable disease. In her brand new book, The Healing Journey, and brand new exclusive three CD set, Conversations with Holy Spirit, for supernatural breakthrough. She will mentor you on how you can tap into the healing power of the Holy Spirit for your breakthrough. It's so God. It's so simple, yet so profound. Call now for Mary's brand new book, The Healing Journey, brand new exclusive 3D set, Conversations with Holy Spirit for Supernatural Breakthrough, and the bonus bookmark, 
21 keys to healing for investment of 35 US dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Mary Haas's brand new book, The Healing Journey, her brand new exclusive three CD conversations with Holy Spirit for supernatural breakthrough, and bonus bookmark, 21 Keys to Healing, offer number 9561 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9561. Once again, that's offer number 9561.